Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into Running It Straight for another week here on SENZ, May 24th. We have got a lot coming up between now and four, uh, and it's a very, very busy week. Not only do we have the Warriors in Napier to take on the Broncos this weekend, we're going to be down there, myself and Kempe. We've also got State of Origin next Wednesday night, the squad's named this week. It is a very, very busy time in Rugby League. You can text anytime on double eight double three. You can also leave a comment on the YouTube channel, uh, which is playing at the moment. We will pick those up and uh, we'll put them to Kempe throughout the show. But we're going to kick off with a very, very special guest. We don't want to keep him waiting too long. It is an immortal. It is a man they call Joey Johns. He played many games for New South Wales as well as the Newcastle Knights, a good mate of Kempe's as well. And he joins us on the line now. G'day, Joey. Hello, guys. Hey Joey, how are you mate? Thanks for joining us this afternoon mate, good to hear from you. Um, mate, exciting times, Origin just around the corner, the side uh, that you've picked for New South Wales, it's got some some pretty big names in it, and for me none other than Tom Trebojevich, who's whose form on the weekend really, was that a big part of uh, why you put him back there in the centres? Yeah, look we all know he's had problems with his hamstrings and a few groin tears, but he was back to his best, and look... The last year we lost the series, but we didn't have Latrell, we didn't have Turbo Tommy. So with them in the centres, throw in Josh Adokar, there is just great strike in this New South Wales backline. Mate, what about Tavita Pangai Jr.? Like, is it was it based on? I said this week it was based on that game he came out against uh, North Queensland Cowboys a couple of years ago when he played for Brisbane and destroyed them. Like, has he been on your your radar since then? Yeah, he has. Look, he's had some, some injuries and he's been in and out with some suspensions, but you're talking about that game against the Cowboys. He took on Jason Tamalolo, which no one takes on Jason, and he actually got on top of him. And ever since then, look, there's been all eyes on him from New South Wales. Kempi, you know where he was brought up? No, I don't. Newcastle. He played for South Newcastle Juniors. Mark Glanville coached him. Oh, there you go. Just, well, that another makes... Just another night's play we missed out on. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you've got uh, obviously the, the Penrith connection there and, and with Brandy and, and Freddie on the side. Um, with Uppy coming back into that uh, hooking role, that's obviously a big play. You've got the, the, the guys that have won a couple of premierships together there leading your team around the pitch. Yeah, well, you need combinations at this level. You need to be familiar with the way each other play. We've got Nathan at halfback, Jerome Luai at 5'8", Abby Corrissette at dummy half, Isaiah Yo at, at that ball-playing 13th position. So, look, the combinations are there. You know, it doesn't change too much. you just sort of got to put the spit and polish on it, but understand, sort of educate the players around them what these players are going, going to do. But... Uh, yeah, it looks a really strong team for New South Wales. Mm. Joey, where, um, where in your eyes does the mix or the balance sit between picking guys just based purely on form versus picking you know guys that have experience and played State of Origin before? Everyone's obviously talking about Campbell Graham missing out on New South Wales this year. Yeah. How do you sort of see the balance of, of you know whether it's New South Wales or Queensland? Well, 
Well, you've got to pick players in form, as you said, but also you've got to pick players who have been there and done it before. Look, Origin is totally different to any other NRL game because, one, the referees stay out of it, so the game flows more, the ball's in play, uh, and it, it's all kick reception footy, so you don't get those set starts where you can go through your sequence of set play. It is such a different game, so you need the players who have been there before who understand what it takes to win, mm. and really, you know, Campbell Graham will be there in the not-too-distant future, but, you know, Tom Trebrovich is there, Latrell Mitchell's there, that, you know, these guys are superstars of the game. Yeah, you've got some great pace out of dummy half. Both, both Queensland and New South Wales have got good pace out of dummy half uh, and carriers of the football on both sides of that pitch, especially from that kick return. Is that where the, the game, the focus is on the game, Joey? Like, if you don't get that kick chase and that kick right and you've got a pretty good kicker in Nathan Cleary, um, that's where the game's probably won or lost? Oh, definitely. It's all about where you give the ball back to the opposition and if you build pressure and hold that momentum, it's just so important at that level, like when you play Ted's footy. Um, so that's a huge part. I think that's an advantage for New South Wales. We've got, we got Nathan Cleary doing a lot of the kicking. Yeah. Mate, what about the Queensland side? You know, like, you, you look at their forward pack. They've made a couple of changes through that, that forward pack. Do you see a, a couple of opportunities there? Like, David Fafita, he really hasn't prove, proven himself at this level. All those forms been okay up there for the Titans. But do you see that as a bit of a weakness? Uh, yeah, I think there's a big, big uh, opportunity there. Um, I think Kafusi is going to be a big out. He's uh, defensively, he's really aggressive. So I think he'll be a big out. But you know, they'll carry on Queensland, and they'll say it doesn't matter who we pick. Blah blah blah. You know what the rubbish they go on. Joey, um, outside of uh, obviously outside of the game itself, uh, game one next Wednesday. What is it about uh, the sort of week leading up to Origin that? you love the most and, and guys that have played it before or in around those sort of setups. What is it about Origin that just gets you fizzed in the week leading up to the game? Well, there's so much at stake. You know, there's so much at stake. There's so much pressure. There's so much interest. And from a player's point of view or a coach's point of view, like you're dealing with the best players. So mm. I used to love getting in as a player and just competing against the other players when you're training and doing skill work or fitness work. It's just... You know, when you're, when you're working with the truly elite, they get it. You know, their footy IQ is so smart. So it's, it's such a great time. I just love it. Joe, you look at you look at Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai. They're a, another year older um, into that halves pairing, and you have got Cam Munster and Daly Cherry Evans is probably going to play what I think is probably his last series this year. What what is the importance put around those those half pairings and and the and especially for New South Wales and getting them across the line this year? Well, the halfback controls everything. But I spoke before about Origin being different. You don't get penalties or. You know, very rarely there's errors because they're the best players. So it's up to the halfback to control the footy and, and he's got to do it under fatigue. That's the big challenge of the halfback, to have the ability to play when you're tired, but the ability to get the plays on and get the other players around you to play when you're tired. That's something you sort of you can't talk about as a commentator. You know, most of the game out there, guys can't pick their legs up. They can't get any breath in, so... Mm. You talk about toughness. The thing is, origin. The toughness is not standing up and fighting. It's playing when you're tired. That, that you know, fatigue makes cowards out of players. But 
That's the key for a halfback, playing when you're tired. May Ashley Klein and the and the referee of the game and, and these new rules that have come in this year, have, have you guys targeted an area which you think you're better at um, over the Queenslanders is, uh, in and around? Because the ruck is, is so quick at the moment. Not really. Look, it's, it's such a short build-up. You know, with players carrying injuries, I think we'll only have sort of four sessions leading into next Wednesday's game. So, you know, the last thing we want to work on is that rubbish wrestling around the ruck, but um, I like Ashley Collins, the referee, stays out of the let the game flow. So let's hope he stays, puts the whistle away and the game flows. Mm, you mentioned just the four sessions. Um, Joey, how much, I guess, coaching actually goes on around Origin and, and versus, I guess, just bringing guys together? You mentioned they're all superstars. They all play at the elite level. How much do you actually have to try and instill a, a game plan and set plays, et cetera, versus just letting these guys do what they do best? Well, you give them the blueprint. You know, you do your homework and you give them the blueprint, you know, what you want to do and the areas you want to get to. And then you just say, all right, you take it. You take it, Nathan. You take it, Latrell. You take it, Tedesco. And you come up with the plays which suits the players which suits you. So that's a part of it. Like you, as I said, you're dealing with the truly elite. They know their game. They know each other's game. So you give them the blueprint, but they fill in the dots from there. Hey Joey, you know I remember I remember when we were over there in Newcastle and come around Origin time, the boys are getting excited. Their names are being mentioned and so forth. You know you've you've elected um, so many players this t- uh, this time with Polynesian heritage. Do you do you have a, like a Polynesian or a cultural um, expert that comes in and talks to these boys uh, just to give them that little bit of extra? No, we haven't yet in the state of origin. Look, it's something we've got a cultural guide that comes into Channel 9 that helps us. David, I'm just trying to think of his name. He's a professor. Anyway, Lakisa, he is comes it? In and, yeah, that's him. Yeah. He comes in and explains the dynamics of growing up in a Polynesian uh, family and talks about their faith and, and how it works because, you know, the, growing up for Polynesian young men and probably young women, it's a lot different to to the way some of the Anglo-Saxons grow up. But he helps us pronouncing the names, which can be quite difficult when I struggle saying Jones and Smith. So that's (laughs) always a challenge. But, look, it's a huge part of the game now. Look, I think everyone knows I'm a big believer in the Polynesian uh, influence on the game. Uh, It's only going to get stronger. And I think the big thing is we, we need a team playing out of Pacifica. I think if we play rugby league with a Pacifica team, it can grow rugby league in the island. Yeah, and you and you should be coaching it. And just on that, mate, I've got a text message just coming here from uh, Peter, and he's just asked, mate, have you and your brother made up after that little spat you had about Origin? No, even funny <laughs> in back in Queensland. It's not funny. Not but funny at all. I don't. I, I actually, I laugh, mate. As me, you know, I'm a Kiwi. I, I laugh because I've heard you two yeah. argue when you were you were 18 and he wasn't much older, um, and it just brought back all those memories. You know that uh, just explain. Like everyone talks about Queensland, don't they? You know, like the Queensland way, and they go around and they just they grow extra feet. Talk a little about New South Wales. Like, you know, you, there is no one more passionate about New South Wales than yourself. Well, it, it drives me mad, but they say, you know, it means more to them. It, it's an absolute joke. It just, you know, the blue jersey for me meant everything in the world to me. I grew up watching Wally Lewis dominate New South Wales. So, from a kid growing up, I had that boot in the bonnet. And then getting to play and now helping out on the coaching staff, the, the fire inside just burns bigger and bigger every year. Mm. 
well, well, let us know when you guys make up. Kimby can take Matty off our uh, blacklist, and we can uh, maybe get him on in a couple of weeks. Uh, Joey, just a just a quick one before we uh, before we let you go. Obviously, there are a few NRL games on this weekend before we get to Origin. The Warriors yeah. taking on the Broncos, and the Broncos team, which obviously loses, I, I'd argue probably the most out of anyone when it comes to Origin. So, a prime time for the Warriors off the back of a bye to pick up another two points uh, in Napier. Yeah, I'm loving the way the Warriors are playing. They've simplified their way. They're playing. They're playing for each other. Just well under the coach, Andrew Webster. They're hanging in. Uh, I did a game at the start of the year against the Sharks where it looked like they are going to get smashed, and they came back and won at the end. And I thought, well, this is a different team this year. And they got those key players in the forwards, especially players like Jazz Tavunga and these players that are just so tough and resilient. I think it's rubbing off on the team. Hey, mate, I see a bit of a Newcastle flavour. You, you, know, you just mentioned Tavita Pangai um, playing for Souths in, in Newcastle. Yourself and that, uh, I, I guess, that time New South Wales selection comes around. But I see MG's uh, on the on the fan tonight. Mark Glanville um, gets, a, gets a run back oh, on TV. Wow, I didn't know that. I think he's starting to work with Owen Craigie and Adam Muir, actually. They're, they're doing stuff with... Uh, Disability services in Newcastle, which is a good thing. Actually, another thing on Newcastle, Kempy, guess where Payne Haas was born? Is he another oh, Newcastle dear, boy? That's a big one to lose. <laughs> up, up, up around my way in the coalfield. So there's just another one we missed. Gee, that'd be nice, Newcastle. We've got the two Safidis front row and then coming off the bench, <laughs> Payne Haas and Tango oh. Jr. That'd be nice. Oh, what could have been? Hey, just uh, before we let you go, uh, Joey, on Newcastle, there's been a couple of texts in here talking about, of course, Caelan Ponga, who misses out on Origin this year. Um, and, and Newcastle did try that experiment again of putting Caelan into the halves. He's back at fullback this week, and a man who actually did sort of light it up for Newcastle in the first half of the season, Lockie Miller, drops back to the interchange. What, what are you sort of making with, I guess, how Newcastle have been experimenting with that and where Caelan should be playing? Well, I think he should be playing fullback, and I've said it publicly. Would would the Roosters move Tedesco to five eight? No. Would the Storm ever move Billy Slater from fullback to five eight? No. And and to defend in the front line, and especially as a half or a five eight, it's such a specialised defensive position. And uh, look, Kalen's without doubt one of the best attacking players in the world. I just think it was too much of a gamble, and your Dully's attack with. Um, making him do extra defence. So he's back at fullback now. That's where he should stay. Mm. Yeah, and totally agree. Hey, Joey, thanks a lot for joining us, mate. All the best uh, for the game next Wednesday night, and hopefully New South Wales can get it done over Queensland. I'll probably upset a lot of New Zealanders by saying that, but uh, <laughs> you go well, mate. Enjoy your afternoon, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Okay, see you, Kempi. See you, boys. See you, mate. There you go. Joey John's there, an absolute legend, and great to have him on the show. Uh, good work, Kempi, pulling the strings. Um, are you? Uh, do you have any affinity to New South Wales or Queensland? None at all. None? No. So you don't, you don't root for oh, any of them? I just like watching them bash each other up. No, mate, yeah. I'm Kiwi through and through. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, oh, so you uh, just don't pick a side. I just, I just wanted to mention that about the Polynesian and the Pacific influence, so, you know, because one of the – they probably haven't uh, – sort of grab the opportunity there, if they did have someone that could go in there and really build in that relationship to Australia and that Pacifica, mm-hmm. mate, they get they get more out of them. Yeah. No, I do agree. And I thought it was... Yeah, Something yeah, like joke. 11 Pacifica boys playing. Yeah. And I didn't even count the Fijians. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's you talked about, I heard you the other morning talking about the tier system and how that's a bit of a farce in, in international rugby league because, look, most of these guys are playing internationals for Samoa and Tonga, um, yet the Kiwis obviously can't play state of origin. It's I mean, why do we have... 
tiered system. It, it just blows my mind. Wow, it's but, rules to suit. That's yeah, what they it, are. It is rules to suit. Although, you know, it's it's going to be fantastic on Wednesday night, Kempi. These are two great sides. I feel like more so than in the past, I'm looking at the two teams thinking like, man, these are evenly matched. You go back two or three years ago when you had, you know, premiership winning Panthers in there, um, going up against guys that were very green for, for Queens and guys like Ruben Cotter, um, even guys like Paddy Carrigan, Payne mm. they were relatively new. And you looked at it and you went, man, New South Wales will blow them off the park. Never happened. Now, because those Queenslanders have been there for a couple of years, you think, these are this is going to be a cracking game. I can't pick it. No, I really can't. And and of course, what happens? And I was, you know, as you know, as a footballer, as you get towards the mature the mature years of your football, which is where Nathan Cleary is at the moment, mate, it is going to. They, I'll tell you what, the game is going to be won on Nathan Cleary on on Wednesday night. Yep. That kicking game, yep. and that kick chase behind it. If mm-hmm. they can stop. Queensland coming out of their half and play down from their half yep. for field position, they'll go a long way of winning the game. If they can't stop Cobo and Co, because they've got plenty of speed out of dummy half with um, Valentine Holmes and Fido, yep. mate, they're in trouble. Yeah, I, I want to know the market for uh, whether or not there's a successful Cam Munster strip throughout the game, because <laughs> I'd jump on that straight away. Um, there was another thing I was going to mention as well, with, um, but I've completely forgotten. I've completely forgotten. I, I was saying I couldn't pick it. Um, last year as well, I think uh, people were saying uh, New South Wales 3-0, and Queensland come out. The Queensland jerseys that got released this week, did you see what's on the collar? No, I didn't. Written on the collar and the inside collar is, Queensland expects you to do your duty. <laughs> but that's, you <laughs> but know, isn't that just, exa- doesn't that epitomise everything about it? Uh, you know, speak, I was speaking to um, Gordy Tallis about it, you know, and he was saying you go up per when you're visiting with the Queensland side, they take you out or to all the rural spots like Mount Isa, and they and he basically explains and says, you know, they show us, you know, what they do to put food on our tables and and what it means to them in and around Origin time. Mate, you could imagine being a player and people are telling you those stories, yeah. and then you have to go out and play for them. Mm-hmm. No wonder Queensland always always show up. Yeah. So it is it is going to be a good game. I know that Joey and Freddie, though, like Joey's just touched on it. He's under a lot of pressure. They, oh, they're, they they're, they're, they're hurting from last yeah, year. If they, they don't are. win this, you can you can expect them to be gone. Yeah, yeah, they are hurting from last year. Great to talk some Origin off the top of the show. We will talk uh, plenty of Warriors between now and four. We've got a big game this weekend. Uh, we'll detail a little bit about how this weekend's going to play out as well. We've got a big show on Friday, running it straight special from uh, three. Three Wise Birds and Napier. Um, we've got to talk about Chanel Harris-Tavita as well. We haven't spoken about that this week, uh, Kempe. So we'll take a short break. We'll come back. Uh, your text on double eight double three. Keep those coming in as well as your comments on our YouTube live stream. You're listening to Running It Straight here on ECNZ. Thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. Providing excellent health and wellbeing for Pacific people and all communities. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. <laughs> if only the mics were on in the air breaks. Uh, 26 minutes past three here on Running It Straight SENZ. Sammy, your text. i got something for you, mate. It's a bit of koha. Here you go. What's that? This is for you. Oh, look at this. What's there you that? Go. It's, uh, mate, that's cool. Is that the uh, Indigenous... That's the indigenous jersey, oh, courtesy mate. of the Warriors, mate, for us to wear on Friday Fantastic. down in Hastings. Oh, down yeah. in uh, Hastings when we go down there to broadcast. So uh, you'll You've look already smart. won this one, haven't you? You know, mate. You know, I'm not that. Uh, I'm not that. <laughs> oh, look mean at that. That's but... fantastic. Hey, look, I'll hold that up for everyone on the uh, on the YouTube stream. I'm trying to find where the camera is. 
There yeah. you go. So a big shout-out to Cam George and the yeah, Warriors for uh, looking after the boys. And uh, I know that uh, our mate over here, Sammy Hewitt, there's no bigger Warriors or... fan there. Of course you do. That's yours, mate. Um, a couple of questions that have come through on double eight, double three uh, from Gary says, could you ask if Dylan Edwards will ever get a look in for Joey? That came in just as we were um, saying goodbye to Joey, unfortunately, Gary. But, Kempi, what do you what do you reckon Dylan Edwards? Oh, look, he's not too far, he's not too far away. And, I'm, you know, part of me says that if he uh, went down to Desco, then Dil, uh, Dylan Edwards will actually get in. Yeah, you know, has to, has you, to. You, you wouldn't change your centers around. It's just, it's, it's. I mean, Nico Hines even, who's still on the interchange. I mean, it's a Dalian medal winner, and then with um, Dylan Edwards, you've got the Clive Churchill medal winner. It's, it's crazy it's, that those guys aren't, you know, in a starting team. Well, you'd have, you know, Edwards I'd have in there any any day of the week because of the amount of work and just how consistent he is. You know, he doesn't yep. let you down. I'd, I think every club in the in the competition, he's one of those players that if you had a, a wish list, he'd be at the top of your wish list. Yeah, I agree. Um, Roy said, was Lockie or a fullback or a five eight started as a fullback, went into the five eight, but but different. I think it's different to to the skill set of someone like a Caelan Ponga. Yeah, look, Lockyer was a half, and you know the, a lot of halves do start at fullback and and move in there. I just don't think Caelan Ponga is uh, designed to be playing in the front line. Mm. You know, because you've got one, you've got to be robust. You've got to be able to, you, you know, his short twitch fibers and the way that he moves isn't suited to someone that plays eighty minutes in a front line. He's not as effective, yep. and I think that's what Joey was sort of saying. So, instead of making him a five eight and trying to lead the team forward, lead him at fullback and allow him to roam and insert himself where he can and be explosive. So he can still do the same job. I just think I'm I'm on Joey's side when he when he says that you don't move your fullback to five eight, you work around him. Yeah, JC said in here on uh, on YouTube as well. Campbell Graham made for Origin, and and I wouldn't be surprised if Campbell Graham also comes into this team over the over the three games. Um, there's a few texts that are coming on the Warriors, which we'll get to after the news because uh, we'll talk through the team list for this weekend. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about though, me and you, Kempi, is uh, Chanel Harris Tavita. That news announced earlier this week that he's coming back to the club next year. The big question that everyone's asking is where on earth does he play? Because uh, you've at the moment got four halves signed. Uh, you've got Egan and Lusick playing in the hooking role, and then on the interchange, you already have the utility in Jazz and uh, Dylan Walker. So, uh, just your reaction. I haven't spoken to you about it personally. So, your reaction to the Chanel Harris Tavita signing and where you where you maybe put him in twenty twenty four? Well, the first thing, I'm pretty surprised that he signed straight away. Like he, you know, he wanted some time out and to get away from rugby rugby league. Well, mate, it hasn't even been a season, and he signed back in here. Um, so, I think the 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 signing caught me off uh, guard a little bit. I wasn't expecting him to come back until probably somewhere somewhere through next year. Thinking about uh, playing NRL. The, yeah. the good good part about that he's not been out the game too long, so he's got a good engine on him. It'll be really quick to get him up back to speed. The second question then is, well, where does he play? And I think what you've got to take in a in a context is that the Warriors are starting to build some depth. So having him in this team doesn't really matter where he plays because he can cover a number of positions. He can play half, he can play fullback. I don't know why people are saying centres. Oh, can we mate, talk about that, please? Can we yeah, talk about yeah, that? Yeah, well, yeah, we can talk about centres because I think, mate, centre would be the last spot that I'd be putting him. So the thing that really annoys me, Kempi, and we, I feel like we've talked about this before, is I, I, I really get annoyed when people look at a good player and just go, oh, he can play in the centres, put him in the centres. They do it with fullbacks, they do it with wingers or whatever. It, it was like that old conversation with Manu Vatuve, I'll oh, put him in the front row. Put him in the forwards. Put Manu in the forwards. It's like you just think because someone's good, he'll go into the centres. Now, people talk about um, Chanel's defensive ability. Yes, he was defensively sound, but he was playing essentially in the middle, if not not far from it, where players are generally coming at you front on. You go into the centres where you're now facing a Penrith attack, a South attack, players running in motion, lateral movement. 
I've, I've said this time and time again. It's the hardest position in rugby league defensively to learn. De- defensively, it's really tough at two and and three and at five eight. What he was used to, he's got a back rower on his inside and a big centre on the outside. Yes. Mate, look. You could imagine, let's say, the Origin boys as well, Latrell Mitchell, Tommy Trebojevic, um coming up against uh, yep. Chanel Harris-DeVito, yep. and they'll be just going, <laughs> they'll be licking their lips, you yep. know what I mean? So, like a Tony Staggs. Yeah, look, I, I said this uh, this week and this morning on the mornings with Izzy that um, it really looks like to me that they could convert him into a hooker. I think that there is an yep. issue in the hooking um, stocks, not only in the competition, but in the Warriors, where they need to fix that problem if they really want to push for a top four position. Now, he can play halves, okay? We know that. So he can cover half if we need it. We've got four halves in. Mate, you, you throw another one in there, now they're starting to talk whether or not they want to be at the club. Yeah. But you've only got two hookers. I think it's a, it's a weakness that the Warriors have, and they need to really build some depth there. Jess Tavago ain't going to do you the job there. You're not mm-hmm. going to throw Dylan Walker in there. Mm-hmm. Um, every time we get a young hooker coming through, they leave and go to another club. So I think C- CHT, I think he should um, be able to get that hooking role done if he's had a whole season in it. So does he start on the interchange in the first grade side next season, or does he start in New South Wales Cup? I think he starts in – well – Depending on his off-season, you know, I think he'll start New South Wales Cup. But if he goes pretty well in the trials, for instance, he's got it, mate. The, the thing with – see, this is what will happen if you, for me if you put him in the middle of the park, is he can tackle. No, they're not moving laterally on him in and around no. a real confined space, mm-hmm. and he'll do the job. And the other part is he can play 80 minutes. Yes. So, you know, if you take those two considerations, then what you do is Craig Bellamy it and go, well, I'm going to turn Cooper Cronk from a hooker into a half – and vice versa, and say, well, I'm going to turn CHT from a half into a hooker. Yeah, and he's got the footwork. He's got the the sort of, um, I don't know, the eye, I guess, for playing in a sort of hooking role. So, yeah, very interested to see how it all plays out. We will only find out in 2024 uh, when he does rejoin the club. We've got to take a break for new sport and weather. There's plenty of questions that have come in. Uh, we also will go through the team list for this weekend against the Broncos. Now, just a reminder, before we get to new sport and weather, uh, we have a special running it straight on Friday at Three Wise Birds in Napier from 3 until 5 p.m. If you're in Napier, we'd love for you to come down and have a beer, grab a meal. Uh, we might even throw you on air. Uh, we're going to have lots of people down there joining the show. A couple of Broncos legends. There's a few former Warriors there as well. Uh, but obviously, if you're not there, just tune in from 3 to 5 on Friday. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, we've got the live call on Saturday, build up from 6 o'clock. So it's a real big week uh, for Rugby League here at ECNZ. We're all very excited about it. And then you've got Origin next Wednesday night. Cannot wait for that. We'll take a break for new sport and weather. Your text questions and some off YouTube as well right after this. Fine with isolated showers, southwesterly strong and exposed places easing by evening. Join us Saturday morning from 10 for a one-hour in-depth on the historic agreement between the TAB and Entain on SENZ. Running it straight. Welcome back in. Thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. A few texts that have come here on double eight double three. Charlie says, boys, you have to name your best 17 from players currently in the NRL who you got. There's a great exercise for us Charlie I tell you what we're going to do we're going to go away and work on that me and Kempi and we are going to reveal it on Friday for our running it straight show from Napier Kempi there's right. your homework nice your best 17 <laughs> are we going on four I never did are we going homework. on current form or are we just going on you know generally the best 17 of Mate, the current you, need, you need to do some homework I'd probably name mine right now but I'm going to give you a couple of days to think about it <laughs> I do because I, I don't want to name the same as you we, we think too similar Kempi that's the problem um 
a text in here, which I think is great from Dino. Sam, ask Kempe how hard was it to play against Joey back in the 90s, Kiwis v Kangaroos? Yeah, Dino, that's a great question. Look, I, I've known Joey since he was, oh, well, 15, 16, he came through Newcastle. I was five years older than him, and we ended up um, playing together in my last year. Uh, took the second grade to the grand final. He was playing halfback, I was playing 5'8", and... Matty was my next-door neighbour, and Joey, me and him, would surf all the time up in Merriweather, you know. So I've known the kid most of my life, a good bloke. Um, so I played alongside him, and I remember playing alongside him, and you could see then that he was going to be something great. You know, we, he was winning games at 18, you know, for us, and I remember talking to him all the time, and he was a bit emotional about, you know, people expecting me to do, um, do too much, and I was just saying, mate, just let it happen. You know, you're going to be great. Anyway, Dino, the question is, you know, Joey, when we ended up playing against him uh, when he made the Kangaroos, we made the 95 Kangaroo team, and him and Matty played in that game, that one that we, we lost when Ridgie hit the the skim, the, the drop kick, the left foot drop kick in, at Huddersfield, and we, you know, lost it, lost it an extra time. But you just, playing against him, you just knew that he was a step ahead. You know, there's, and there was only a few players that were a step ahead of everyone else at that level. Mm. Benji Marshall was the other one. You know, so they come they come around every now and then. Um, Caelan Pong has got that in him at the moment. You know, uh, Reese Walsh has got that in him at the moment. But the difference with Joey is Joey was doing that every single week. So when you were up against him, mate, you didn't know where, which way he was going to go. And he was when he's coming at you, you could see him setting plays up like two plays before it actually happened. Yeah, uh, and that's really hard to defend against. So the other part about Joey too is he he had like a a dumper's body. So if you ran into him, you got to hide him. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he was he was base, his base was really big, and he yeah. always used to say, you know, I guess he had a big ass. And and but the best thing about that for him is that when he got the the base right, if you ran into him, I seen him clean so many forwards out. Yeah, because they thought I'm going to run over that number seven, and they just look at him and go, "I'm not going back there." Well, yeah. he, I mean, he's obviously known for his for the attack, but defensively, defensively is the best defending halfback, along with uh, Jeff Tuvey I've ever seen. Jeff wow. Tuvey was the other one, mate. I seen him one game. Manly played Canberra. Mel Meninga tried to run over him two meters out from the try line, and he picked him up. <laughs> now that is such a hard thing to do, and oh, took yeah. him back, but. Yeah. Twos, if you look at Twos early early days, man, he's a fine looking man, Twos, but defensively he put his head where no one else would put it and mm. yeah, you know, look at him now and you'd think, mate, they're two different blokes now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, Matt Stixon saying, completely agree and have been saying CHT should be trained at hooker. Wade's contract runs out next year and the head knocks and injuries are mounting up. Unfortunately, that is from Matt. Um, what we'll do is we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll run through the team lists for this Saturday, uh, Warriors v Broncos. Uh, we also might have a look at just some of those other games going on this weekend. It is a bye week for a lot of the teams, given Origins coming up, uh, but we will try and tuck into that all before four if we can. SENZ here on, uh, running it straight, sorry, here on SENZ. Thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. Running it straight here on SENZ. Uh, you can keep your texts coming through on double eight double three. We'll have a look at the team list for this Saturday night. Uh, Warriors v Broncos. If you have missed it, so uh, for the Warriors, starting in the fullback jersey, Charles Nicol Kluster, uh, Dallin Martinez, Elizniak, and Marcelo Montoya on the wings. Rocco Berry uh, stays in the centres alongside Adam Pompey, and then you've got Luke Metcalf making his uh, NRL debut for the Warriors 
in the number six jersey alongside Sean Johnson. The two front rowers are Adam Fennell, Blake Bantiafoa, Freddie Lussick in the number nine jersey, Jackson Ford, Maratini Okora in the second row, and then Tohu Harris, of course. Hastings boy uh, is uh, playing in the number 13 jersey. Bailey Seren and Josh Karina, Dimitrik Sifakula and Tom Ale are on the interchange. Uh, before I get to the Broncos, maybe we'll just uh, chew the fat over that. So no Dylan Walker, no Wade Egan. That's probably the two of the big ones here, Kempe. Yeah. Uh, Wade Egan out with, I think, a calf strain, Dylan Walker with a toe. Um, and so you've got Luke Metcalf uh, starting in the number six jersey alongside Sean Johnson. We've been excited to see uh, young Metcalf finally play a game. You think he's the long-term halves option. What do you make of it and, and of the rest of the 17? Look, I, I think it's still a very strong team here. You'd love to have Dylan Walker out there playing, especially you know that change he makes when uh, he comes on off the bench and they lift to another level is is definitely going to miss. They've gone with a big bench, you know. Tom, uh, Freddie yep. Lussick has to play eighty minutes in the middle because they've got no cover in there at hooker. Um, so you know it's it's going to be really interesting to see how they rotate that bench through the middle of the park. But when you look at it as far as some consistency go, goes, they've got plenty of points in them. The Warriors and that side, I think Luke Metcalf, uh, Ronald. Uh, Volkman, there's you know he had a pretty good game although he dislocated his finger and he's probably not right to play this week. Why well, Luke got his chance, but you don't lose anything with Luke Metcalf getting in there with the speed that he's got. So the problem you, you only have with him is that up in that front line there, can he can he defend for eighty minutes? I think with the young boys over the other side, you know it's going to be a pretty still a pretty quick game. Yep, you know I do agree. And and the bench is going to be really key here in how he, how he uses that in and around making sure that Freddie Lussett can get through 80 minutes. So the one thing I'm a little bit worried about is it's the first time I think that we haven't had a Jazz or a Dylan to come off the bench, which means we don't have that energy, that punch that we've seen basically through the first 12 rounds. You mentioned it's it's a bigger bench, so yep, they're going to be able to come on and replace those tie bodies, but we're not maybe going to get that... Um, impact and sort of line speed etc that Jazz and Dylan bring so it's going to be very interesting to see how that well, dynamic Bailey works Well Bailey Surinan will cover the, cover the hooking spot if yep. they need to bring someone on and we've seen that already a couple of times this year Bailey Surinan has come on and filled in at that at that dummy half but the problem that Bailey has and I hope they've worked on it since the last time they used him at hooker is his pass at a dummy half is terrible mm. you know he's not used to it he's used to running lines out on an edge um, and when you get get in there it's, it's not the first pass it's the pass under fatigue that is the one that catches people out, and you just don't want to don't want the game to be too tight. And Bailey Surinan has to go in to, to dummy half to get boys on the move, and they're picking the ball up from behind themselves. Let's go through the uh, the Broncos team then uh, on the other side. And I mentioned when we we're talking with Joey Johns, they're missing uh, five of their frontline players: Paddy Carrigan, Payne Haas, Reese Walsh, Selwyn Cobbo, Thomas Flegler, all out for Origin. Uh, so starting the number one jersey, Tristan Saylor, son of. Yep, and uh, the two wingers, Jesse Arthur's Dane Mariner. Then you've got Tony Staggs, Herbie Farmworth, the, the usual centre pairing in the middle for the Broncos. Esmeram, Adam Reynolds coming back in the halves, so they've still got two of those guns there. Then in the front row, we've got Keenan uh, Palacia, Corey Jensen, Billy Walters in the hooking role, then Kurt Capel, Jordan Rickey in the second row, and Kobe Hetherington plays lock. On the bench, Corey Pakes, Xavier Willison, Brendan Piakura, and Marty Tapo. Their bench also is very different to what it has been um, over the last couple of weeks. I mean, I still think that back line, Kempe, and I haven't seen much of Tristan Sale. I think he's played five-odd games. But when you look at Arthur's, Staggs, Farnworth, Mam, Reynolds, it's 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 everything but Reese Walsh in that back line. Yeah, that's right. And that, and of course, that, their attack is very good, especially with Reynolds in there. The kicking game's going to be second to none. Ezra Mam is playing some pretty good football this year. Tristan Taylor, apparently, on all accounts, is playing some really good football uh, at New South Wales? Yeah, New South Wales um, competition, Queensland Cup comp, comp. So, 
um, he gets his chance. You know, he's up up against it with obviously Reese Walsh there, but I'm expecting him to to play a part of it. It's, it's definitely the forward pack. You know, they lose some some serious punch up front. You've still got Billy Walters, that spine working. I reckon Kurt Capel and Jordan Ricky um, they play their 80 minutes, but the bench. Apart from Martin Tapo, who's sitting on the bench, mm. who's had that experience, the rest of them are pretty well inexperienced, and and probably where the Warriors can really make a, a decent dent in them after that twenty minute mark. So, um, any team with Adam Reynolds in it at the moment, you know, I know they're coming away from home. They're meant to be flying in, uh, you know, uh, on a on a private plane, just getting in, getting out the same night. You know, they're trying to do a hit and run job on them. They're, wow. they're staying in Brisbane so and, and, and on Saturday. And in it, well, yeah, apparently they're only meant to be coming in on Saturday. So wow. it's a they're trying to just get in and get the job done. And it's just really important that the Warriors don't take any shortcuts in this game. You know, uh, when you've got five of your best players out in Carrigan, Haas, Walsh, Cobbo, and Fledgler. Mate, you've got to make sure you nail them early and then just drive that nail in. Yeah, uh, we will do plenty of pre-game analysis on Friday, Kempi, uh, for, from the pub, 3 to 5, so I'll save some of it for that. But there are some ticks that have come through on double eight, double three. Uh, Dave says, man, I'm gutted that Dylan Walker is out this weekend. I thought with the bye, our players would have been rested and primed. Him and Egan are huge losses. Or do you think? Uh, do you guys think that with a second-string Broncos team, Webster is strategically resting players? Cheers, Dave. Love the show as usual. No, not not at all. I don't think, I don't think Andrew Webster's that type a bloke, you know, he's um, he's pretty straight up. And we, if you've got an injury, you know, I think the likes with Dylan Walker too. If Dylan Walker says he's injured, he's injured. Like he's been around for a long time. He's won premierships. Uh, he's played at the top level in New South Wales and Australia. And if he's carrying an injury that he thinks he can't play with this week, then he's a bit like Toru Harris. You know, he needs to needs to, to have the time uh, to rest. Wade Egan's a big loss. You know, they need both Wade Egan and and Lussick at the moment, and hence why the reason why we talked about CHT helping out in that that role. Dylan Walker's a big loss. Mm. You know, every part of the season says that when Dylan Walker plays in that 14 jersey, he comes on and he makes a, a massive difference. Now, who does that for the Warriors this weekend? And again, I'm pretty sure Andrew Webster will be putting the acid on that bench to make that impact uh, when, they're, when they're required to come on and play. Cameron on uh, YouTube has said, how long are Wade Egan and Dylan Walker out for? Hopefully not longer than just this week. I understand, yeah, Egan's just a calf strain. Dylan Walker's a toe injury, and I think they intimated that they should be okay for Well, calf week, strains are really dangerous, Sam. Are, you, know, yeah. you look at um, Trebojevic, Jake Trebojevic, he's out for the series, you know, so it, de- it depends on where it is, if it's in the belly of your calf, it's at the the lower part where your Achilles um, and joins your, joins your calf, you know, they're all different sort of strains, and you've got to be careful that you you don't really tear it too too badly, otherwise it's going to be out for a little bit of an um, extended period. So we can't lose Egan because we don't really have a lot of cover totally um, in that position, and you know they'll be they'll be monitoring that really closely because coming through this back end, end of the year, we know that we've got an opportunity to really string some games together. It, it all starts this weekend, I think, going down to Napier. I think what um, uh, Marcelo Montoya said today that we're coming down to play for Hawks Bay. That if that doesn't put any pressure on anyone. You know what I mean? I mm. think they're going to show up and say, you know, we're aware of what's happened here in the Hawks Bay and we've come down here to do our part for you. Yeah, that's that's great words from Marcelo Montoya. Um, on the positive uh, injury news front, uh, Braden Villiami playing in New South Wales Cup this week, starting in the centres. Uh, and then Webster intimated uh, yesterday or earlier this week that Mitch Barnett and Tamari Martin, uh, sorry, Mitch Barnett back next week and Tamari Martin and uh, Jazz back after the bye which is going to be in four weeks time so yeah. um, some positive news there on the injury front we'll take one more quick break uh, when we come back we might just have a quick look over some of the other games on in the NRL this weekend back in a moment 
in all communities. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Running us straight, we are moving up to four where we hand over to the run home. Other games on this weekend. Tomorrow night, Thursday game, 9.50 kickoff. We've got the Dolphins and the Dragons. And the Dragons riding high after beating the Roosters in that last-minute thriller, Kempi, which well, absolutely, absolutely ruined my tipping. Well, actually, every game ruined my tipping. Oh, I, I, told went, you that, I, I told you the same George Dragons. Yeah, you sack the coach. Normally what happens yeah. is the team comes out and they, get, and they get the win. I'll tell you what happened. So after your advice, I took the Dragons, yeah. right? I tipped the Tigers. And I had the Melbourne Storm. What happened was I backflipped on the Dragons five minutes before kickoff. I backflipped <laughs> on the Tigers. And then when both those upsets happened, I thought, screw it, I'll go the Dolphins over the Storm. And the Storm won. <laughs> so I went over three. Uh, what do you reckon, though, what happens tomorrow night? Dolphins, they're missing a, a few players, not, not you know, the, the main squad. But um, Ben Hunt out for the Dragons, probably a massive one for them. Yeah, it is. Ben, ben Hunt's there, you know, the organiser of everything they got. I just think the, the Dolphins have still got their their uh, their senior boys there, their Kiwi front row, um, the back row. You know, still got plenty of good players in that side running around doing all right. So uh, it'd be a good game, but because it's the Dolphins at home, I th- I'm taking the Dolphins. The Eels are a dollar eighteen sports bet over in Australia over the Cowboys. That is on uh, Friday night. Cowboys no Murray Talangi, no Ruben Cotter, no Tom Dead and Valentine Holmes. Easy win for the Eels. Well, you'd think so, after the way that Mitchell Moses showed up last week. Um, mate, I'd hate to be picking teams at the moment, but yep, I'm going to the Eels. And the Knights Seagulls? Uh, yeah, no, Trebojevic is on going the Knights. Caleb still in the Rabbits Raiders. Uh, Rabbits, back on the back. It's on a good the game, that one, actually, that Rabbits yeah. Raiders Saturday well, it's the night. the game of the round. All right, running it straight, coming at you Friday from 3 to 5 at a pub in Napier. We absolutely cannot wait. Get involved if you're down there or give us a listen. That's us for another week. Big round of NRL and State of Origin next Wednesday. The Run Home, coming up next.